is what I'm about to say interesting? Is what I'm about to say worthy of being shared to other people? Is what I'm gonna say potentially gonna change someone's life? And if it's not, is it worth even saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm working basically like two jobs. I got my nine to five, and then I have my content creation, my solo business. Um, my long-term aspirations would be to not have to work a nine to five. It's a free, it's a paid for trip, and I get a speaking fee. When else am I ever gonna go to Fargo, North Dakota? So I was like, F it. So I told him, yeah, I'd go. I got there, it was snowing, and it was like one of the coolest trips I went on, actually. First time in Dallas, what do you think? I mean, I haven't seen it yet too, too much. I've seen Trent's apartment, um, and that's pretty nice, so. How do you think about comparison when it's, I'm putting so much time in trying to build, but then I see someone else who's just yeah. so much further ahead, but meanwhile, someone reaches out to me saying, how do I even get started and get going? Because there's these different phases, different chapters, different milestones. It's easy to get jealous too, because like, so easy. we're all in the tech sales space, so we're kind of battling for impressions, you know? And so it's very easy to look at someone and be like, yo, their content sucks, like my content's better, but they're getting all the love. It's very easy to get jealous, but I think like what I try to think back on is like we all have different personal brands at the end of the day. I have some stuff that I care about that maybe you don't care about at all. And we all have different like ways that we want to get to the top. So like some people are through coaching, some people are through selling courses, some people are through uh, brand deals, right? Um, so I think about it that way where it's like, we're all trying to get to the top, but we're all going in different ways, even though we're in the same industry. And so instead of like trying to compete or get ill will on each other, wish ill, Ill will on each other, the best is to just like encourage and try to uh, inspire from like your posts from my posts. You ever see those posts on LinkedIn where someone's like, join 2,500 2, other email newsletter subscribers yeah. da here or join 25 million other people have purchased my course. And then you look at it, you click in their link like, oh, their course is 100 bucks times 25. Oh my gosh, they made 250,000. You're like, yeah. wow, I'm just so far behind. I just, I don't even know what to do. And you kind of get lost in your own head. I feel like you were ahead of the curve for most people in tech sales, I think. You I was like, early. I was you early. early. There's a guy named Patrick Dang. So Patrick, if you're watching, shout out to you. But he, he to me, is kind of the, the big dog on YouTube standpoint. But there's these different platforms. There's big people on LinkedIn. There's big people on YouTube. There's people on TikTok. So it sort of depends on what platform you're creating for. But I got the advice early on from a guy named Noah Kagan. He's a big digital marketing guy, whatever. And I got on his office hours. And I think this plays back into the community point of who can you seek out that has knowledge that you think would be worthwhile to you or, or who's just doing cool stuff yeah. that you resonate with. And that's sort of how we got connected. So I get connected with this Noah Kagan guy. He's got a big business and big YouTube channel. And he's like, you're, you work in tech sales. Why are you talking about personal finance? You're not rich. Talk about tech sales because you're kind of good at that. And that, that to me was the entire change the, in trajectory for my channel of just talking about how I do things versus how to do things and, and that documentation versus trying to create. I'm just gonna take the camera into the office and talk about making some cold calls. We're gonna set it up and talk to Vin and do whatever. Yeah, well that's, well, that's, that's, the, oh, that's the balance. It's like, should I create content for my customers or should I just create content for my own personal brand? If you make content for your customers and then your situation changes, let's say you, you used to sell to HR people, let's say you made content all for HR people and now HR people see you as a thought leader, but now you change careers or maybe you're doing your own thing and now all that audience is just not as valuable to you anymore. And so I agree with you. I think the best way to create content is just by sharing your own personal experience um, and in that way that'll, that'll never change. And with the comparison point, I heard this Jeff Bezos quote and he says, your customers are never gonna 
fund you. Your customers are never going to give you money. It's 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 or your competitors rather. It's your customers that are going to give you the money. So rather than focusing on this new competitor in the market or this person that's got this way bigger following that's selling courses to the exact target market you're trying to talk to, yep. rather than focusing on how much better they're doing than you, how can you focus more on creating a message that resonates with your core audience to then build that trust to eventually monetize the attention and whatever your intentions are to do because it's the customers that matter, the audience that matters, opposed to focusing outwardly on things you can't control. Yeah. And I want to talk about like you, so I mentioned earlier, I think you were really early to the game, specifically on YouTube. So how did you, I know how you did it, but how did you grow your YouTube channel? You were doing it like consistently, I think every day, weren't you? How do you think I did it? You were doing, you were posting every single day on YouTube. For I have no I don't know how many days. See, it's it's funny to say that where it's like you can just say a statement, post it on YouTube every day, or hey, I made hundred cold calls a day every day for whatever amount of months. But it was to build on YouTube, and for anyone listening that creates B two B content, challenging to do, yeah. very hard to do. It's much yeah. easier to create gaming content, makeup content, prank content. Because you can see it, it's tangible. You can see it. It's like it's like more of like an entertainment thing. Whereas B two B content, tech sales especially, is more of educational but how can you bring in some personality? So when I first started, I was so obsessed with growth that I put a new YouTube video out every day for 144 days straight. You're like, Casey, nice that. And we're talking, well, he, he edits, he's got actual skills. I don't have any skills, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a broken camera, no audio, no ring light. I did it with no audio, no ring light of setting a camera down, no script and talking for eight minutes into the camera every day. Eventually you build over time I also believe it helps with the communication because that then carries in your sales job of giving a demo. Okay, now we can show up, no fill words, talk confidently, succinctly, articulate a message quickly. And that's another second order benefit of content is helping with communication because what is life without communication? It's everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think consistency is a big one. Uh, I also think on the same topic of that, like you, you, brought, you brought up a good point. It's like, you know, I have my camera, the, the screen's broken on your camera, you had that camera for four years, there's no ring light, there's no like, you know, sexy equipment. Um, there, I know people that will build in private and just like only launch it or post something when it's perfect. And I was kind of like that too. Like I've been making content for years, but I haven't posted anything just because I was interested in it. And there was a mind shift that was like, let me just post it and see what happens. I think I challenged myself to post one day in the lifestyle video, that's what it was on TikTok. It was last April. I was like, let me just do one video per week of documenting my day in tech sales. Let me just do that. And it was like, you know, the first video was like pretty bad and they got like progressively better. Um, and then now it's like a, a part of my DNA. Like I'm posting a ton now, I'm getting brand deals from it and getting side income from it. And it's literally from an iPhone 10 that I still shoot all my content with. So you don't have to wait until you have the perfect equipment. Like you could just pick up the phone and use what you have. It's a willingness to do yeah. because we're sitting here and people giving tours, people walking by and they're probably thinking, well, what are they doing speaking into a camera in the middle of the room? And it's, we're talking about what we're interested in, trying to add value to other people. And it's not so much worried about what other people will think, but do you find that you create out of a, you find it interesting yourself? Why, why do you think you do it? Because not everyone wants to share. No. Most people are consuming. Yeah. Most people are consuming, which is what fuels, you need the supply and demand on the attention in order to create, you need people to watch. But why do you think you have the desire to create? Well, I just always love making videos. Like, dude, I, I thought I was gonna do like video production as a career when I was in high school. So I took like video production classes. So I have a, like a small background in video. So I was very interested in making videos. Um, and so I was always making content. It wasn't always about tech sales. It was like stupid stuff I was making. 
Um, but then I started to share my journey like about specifically tech sales and I started to get a lot of great feedback and growing my audience from it. And that's what's motivating me to keep going is one, meeting really cool people like yourself. And then two, the like monetary opportunities that come from it as well. How important is it for someone in a career to begin building a personal brand? Is it important, is it not important? Because we see a lot of salespeople who are just posting some white pager from their, from their company onto their LinkedIn, for example, because they've connected with a lot of their buyer persona. Maybe that results in pipeline. I've never been as interested in that as much as me creating an evergreen brand that then transcends my company because if I lose the company and the W2 income, okay, well, now what do we have to fall back on? Okay, the, the audience, the personal brand, and that's sort of why I've thought about it, but what are your views on how the importance of a personal brand 2023 and beyond for someone who's especially working? I think it's extremely important. I don't think it's like 100% necessary because the fact of the matter is like there's gonna be people that don't wanna share, which is totally fine. There's gonna be people that don't like making content and they wanna just have the nine to five job and that's completely fine. The people that do have a personal brand though, they're gonna see a lot more opportunities coming their way. It's like the expression of like creating your own luck, right? If you have this personal brand, you're creating this magnet and the magnet's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bigger your personal brand is, the more things you can attract, the more people you can attract that you wanna meet that are similar to you, the more opportunities you'll have. Uh, if you, you know, a lot of people are getting laid off nowadays, like with the current tech economy, now you have the opportunity to open any door you want. Right? So I'm sure you have an opinion on like having a personal brand as well because you spent a lot of time into that. When I first started, it was in the pursuit of money. I see this guy, Graham Stephan, personal finance guy, he's yeah. revealing his, his income from AdSense. And I see this million dollars a year not selling anybody anything. That idea of, of, of creating something from nothing, of talking about what you find interesting that resonates so much with other people that they also want to watch it because they find entertainment, they find value in it. That to me is so special. And, and meaningful and important to society as a whole, but also intrinsically fulfilling, knowing you're doing something you find interesting, you like putting together puzzles. Okay, let me make videos of me doing puzzles. I love cooking. Let me make videos of me doing cooking. And then all of a sudden starts to create all these opportunities with, well, hey, could, could we create a, a branded knife that I love that benefits the people who love my videos that also love cooking? Mm -hmm. And it's just a win, 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 win. There's so many ways, now that I'm getting like fully into like content creation, there's so many ways to monetize in content creation. Like you said, like you can incorporate your own specific product, but it has to be on brand. Everyone knows you drink these big uh, jugs of water. You know, maybe you have a water jug company one day, but no, it's brand deals, it's affiliate, it's courses, it's coaching. There's all these different ways to monetize. I just think that's super interesting. Um, are there something, is there one thing that you're like dialed in on, on a ways to actually monetize the brand? Because we put out a lot of info for free. And yes, we want to keep doing that for free, but at some point, you don't want to keep working for free. You want to be able to monetize the information you're putting out. So is there one channel that you're like super bought in on? What seems obvious to me can be gold to others. So I think the framework, if there were to be one, is it starts with attention. You need to start building attention and pick a specific platform to focus your energies on. Because when people start with content, they think, let me get on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, all this stuff, and they're too distracted. Whereas if you focus on one channel and say, I'm just gonna be the best I can on this one channel and build a following, which for me was YouTube, I think YouTube's the best because it's longer form content, people resonate with it. And then after you sort of build an audience and give away content for free, there comes a point where if you were to offer something paid that's much deeper and, and truly offers 
transformation or specific knowledge that maybe you've shared in different places, but you can consolidate it to one place to save people time and get them the specific attention. It's like sales. What outcome are they going to receive as a result of buying this? And if someone spends 50 bucks on this hour-long video, opposed to an hour-long video that's free, they're going to take that hour-long video that they paid for much more serious. And that, that's, that was the shift for me of thinking, I just want to do free content that adds value, long game, to, you know what, people will really value what I have to say a lot more if, they, if they're paying for it. It builds a deeper relationship. And there's a percentage of people that resonate with your message that want to go a layer deeper, yeah. and they're willing to pay you for it. It's not, hey, I think there's this preconceived notion around e-learning and courses, digital education. We make money on computers, so why not learn on computers? And that's sort of my thinking behind it is, how can I continue to offer free value, build a, a core message audience, but also how else can I monetize that to then allow me to continue doing it while also helping others? Yeah, it pisses me off when like selling courses gets a bad reputation because yes, there are scammy people out there. I think with any industry, there's gonna be someone that has ill intentions. But to your point, I, I, once I heard this, it clicked with me. Like we create content and all the content we create is free. A lot of it's value-driven content too. It's not like we're doing TikTok dances, like it's value-driven content. So we're giving away a lot of content for free at a surface level, but there's layers to how you can, can connect with the creator. There's the free level where it's like, hey, here's all the content he or she puts out. Then it's the paid level where it's like, here, here's maybe exclusive content or maybe more consolidated content that they put out. And then it's more intimate content, which is more, maybe like a one-on-one -on -one time you book with Trent. Um, and you know, not all your followers have to buy that. They don't all have to invest in that. It's just like, what type of help do you need? Do you need the most absolute help? Then yeah, maybe you want to invest in some more like intimate time with the creator. Um, and so there should be like um, options for everyone based on a price point. And that's the way I'm thinking about it now where it's like, hey, I want to create a bunch of free resources. I'm going to create a bunch of medium-sized resources and a bunch of maybe more premium resources and they're all going to vary in value. And if you think about an aspirational lifestyle, Think about being in meetings all day, speaking with customers you may not want to be speaking with, selling a product that you're kind of borderline care about. I think it's great to get that experience and do that, but I've been exposed to some people who are making significant amounts of money through digital products. To me, that you could sell a service where you're trading time for money. You could sell a physical product or a big water bottle jug that you go manufacture in Taiwan, ship over, and then sell. But it, it's hard to do that in the real world because of the unit economics. Whereas if you have a digital product that's knowledge-based, that truly is valuable to others, you can then begin to de-link time from money. So you focus on the core top of funnel attention, truly building content that's meaningful, interesting, shareable to other people. But then as part of that, hey, here is this knowledge that is behind a paywall in a way that is worthwhile to pursue but then is from the creator standpoint being able to get that system going lifestyle wise it that to me is very aspirational not not a place i'm at today but that's also another motivation i find to keep going yeah. what is your sort of vision or intrinsic motivation to say i'm going to keep going because it takes a lot of time a lot of time yeah i mean i'm working basically like two jobs i got my nine to five and then i have my content creation my solo business um my long-term aspirations would be to not have to work a nine-to-five, and this is like super long-term. I'm not. This is not like within the next few years. This is like very long-term, where I could potentially have a lot of income streams coming from my own personal brand. That, you know, uh, like of course it's passive income. You you build it up front, and it's income coming in. But I also want to be able to work with other businesses, maybe have my own business. So like that's my whole goal. There is just like creating freedom. And in order to do that, you can have uh, content creation as a way to to, to fund that. 
So if you are building a business, like I think you're experiencing right now, you're trying to build a business, you are right now getting funded by content creation, things that you've built in the past, that's my motivation right now. Also, I'm really big into meeting new people, so I really like building the content for this idea of that like whole magnet theory where it's like, the bigger my brand gets, the more like-minded people I'll attract. Like, I post about you know tech sales, um, it, we talked about this like hub, hub, in the, hub and spoke type of thing, which maybe we can talk about, but if I share my interests, someone else will reach out to me and be like, hey, I also love the NBA, I also love uh, coffee, and I'm also in tech sales. And like, that's a way you can easily meet someone that has a lot of similarities with you. Talk about how you organize something like that because you've done it, and then the importance of meeting different people like that, and then I'm gonna check behind the scenes while you go on that thought. Yeah. Um, so there's this, if you're trying to build personal content, you don't know what exactly you wanna build, there's an exercise you could do, it's like a hub and spoke, right? So your, your hub in the middle, that's going to be your, that's gonna be you. That's gonna be Vin Matano, Trent Dressel. Then there's gonna be these spokes, and that's the type of content that you wanna create, right? So Trent Dressel, one of his spokes might be that he's in tech sales. So he's gonna make content all about tech sales, right? His other spoke is that he's building a business. So he's gonna create content about building a business. He also lives in Dallas, so he might fill in, he might talk about how he lives in Dallas and the things that he does there. He, you know, whatever he does, he works out. He, done, he just did a marathon like recently. So that's another spoke. So all of these make up Trent Dressel's personal brand. And so when you're creating content, you should keep that in mind. If you can incorporate a mention about you having to go train to run, just mentioning it. If you, for me, I was like filling up a cup of cold brew every morning. So I love cold brew. I was just filling it up. I wasn't even doing anything about it. And that and became, the lives are great. Love yeah, and that lives. became like a thing. I even got like free coffee from that company. <laughs> So it's just a thing that people know that I'm interested in. I'm, uh, you know, if I, I'm really interested in, into hip hop as well. So when I'm doing my day in the life, so I'll mention, hey, I'm, while I'm prospecting, I'm listening to this album. And that creates conversation. And then it also creates this connection that people know me. So you can do this exercise, like I said, it's the hub. That's gonna be you, that's, that's been Matano, Trent Dressel. And then it's all these spokes are the things that you can talk most about. And then within those spokes, there's subcategories. So tech sales might be the category, but your subcategory that you can talk very well about is like cold calling, how to get into tech sales, you know, mine would be like email prospecting, um, you know, social selling, whatever it is. And that's a good exercise to do that I encourage everyone that wants to get started with content does. I think it's important as well for people to analyze, and I'm always asking myself this as well, about how do I best communicate? Is it through voice? Is it written word? Is it through making funny skits? What is it? Should, am I best suited to do a podcast, to do a blog written, to make a YouTube channel, to just write tweets all day? Think about how you best communicate. And for me, it was always, I can just sit down and talk. I'm not even a great storyteller. And I used to go crazy with the hands and that's what led to the YouTube channel. So, so figuring out how do you best communicate? What platform do you, do you want to commit to? Because a lot of people think I'll make a YouTube video, a podcast, clip it up, da, 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 all these things. And like, it's possible, but it's just so much work. In the beginning, it's just committing to one platform and it's easy to start, but it's hard to keep going. That's yeah. what I found is, is over time, it's just, it's just so, hard to keep going, but if you keep going, eventually you'll create your own luck. What's your own, con what's your content schedule? My content schedule for, for the longest time has been a new YouTube video Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I post on LinkedIn as much as I can. I try and post one a day, but don't, I, I, don't, I don't think people need to get in this phase of I gotta post every single day or else, Same. because when you get to a place where you're just talking to talk, that's okay, and I think you have to go through that, but eventually, it gets to a point where I now try and ask myself, is what I'm about to say interesting? Is what I'm about to say worthy of being shared to other people? Is what I'm gonna say potentially gonna change someone's life? And if it's not, is it worth even saying? Because why dilute the brand or even just put something out to put something out? Although 
I made YouTube videos for 140 days straight, so I'm guilty of that. Yeah. By day three, people are commenting, Trent, you made this exact video yesterday, and then I did that for eight more days. You're just ta you're talking about the same concepts as you're trying to find your voice, and sitting here with 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, I still don't even feel like I've scratched the surface. I don't even understand it. It's like, yeah. you're, it's, it's this infinite pursuit, and, and it's cliche, but it's, it's really just the love of the game and enjoying doing it. And the byproduct is you reap the rewards of the views, the attention, meeting cool people, having the opportunities to make money online, which to me is about as cool as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, my biggest thing was like, I'll never commit to posting every day just to post. Like I, I have to have something that I wanna say. So for me, it's like, I'm getting out maybe three to five posts per week on LinkedIn. I'm getting anywhere from like one to three posts on TikTok and Instagram. And then YouTube has been like once a month. So I'm trying to kick up in, uh, uh, YouTube more. So I'm trying to do more long form entering into that. Got the new camera. So hopefully we can see more YouTube content. Banger vlog coming out. And Banger people vlog need to make sure out. they're subscribed to Vimitana to see the Banger vlog. We're getting the Dallas to Austin road <laughs> trip in the Chevy Bolt. <laughs> and we're getting the Dallas and Austin vlog all into one. It's autonomous. It's going to be Banger. It's, it's an autonomous vehicle. It's autonomous. And we got about a minute left before the footage is going to stop recording. And then maybe we'll do some behind the scenes content that's exclusive to the channels, who knows, maybe the Instagram. In conclusion, what would you say is the coolest part about, that? what is the coolest experience you've had that's come as a result of creating content? Um, I have a lot of cool experiences actually. One of them is, uh, I got asked to go to Fargo, North Dakota. I never told you about this. I, put, I made a video about it. I've seen it, great video, yeah, I love the video. I've never told you about it. I love the video. It. So it was actually an old prospect of mine that I tried selling, didn't work out, it was like three years ago. He followed me on, I, I, I connected with him on LinkedIn because he, he was one of my prospects, yeah. but I post like crazy on LinkedIn. And so he always sees my, my name on LinkedIn and I spoke at events before in the past, I share those so he knows I can speak on stage. And so he had reached out to me and was like, hey, um, you know, I'm the president of the American Advertising Federation here in Fargo, North Dakota, and we have speakers each month, would you want to come out to Fargo to talk about account-based advertising to our chapter? And at first I was like, no, it was like, it was literally like November. And it was like, I looked at the weather in Fargo and it was like 17 degrees. I was like, no. But then I'm like, it's a free, it's a paid for trip. And I get a speaking fee. When else am I ever going to go to Fargo, North Dakota? So I was like, F it. So I told him, yeah, I'd go. I got there, it was snowing. And it was like one of the coolest trips I went on actually. It, I, I worked from the, I worked from Fargo, so I didn't take off. So I was like working in coffee shops. I got to explore the city. It was like snowing like crazy. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was like a really quaint downtown. I really liked it actually. Everyone was super nice. I did my presentation in an old church that was converted into an event space. Um, that went well and uh, it was a really cool experience. I was happy I went and I was from creating content. And I have a bunch of other stories like, you know, getting free hotel rooms comped or you know, I got this uh, Chevy Bolt that you guys will see that I'm uh, driving around in. But uh, some cool experiences that it's like less about the income I'm making and more about like the experiences really, truly. That's what it's all about. Yeah, do you have any like one that comes to mind for you? I would say before the camera stops recording is, um, is just creating content, thinking no one's watching, pushing past that barrier, and then eventually the right players emerge that yeah. you can then help and then they can help you. And for example, you create content, you never think it's gonna work, you never think you're gonna be able to monetize, and then all of a sudden, someone who is in play, someone who does have an existing business, someone who is in need of someone with your particular skill set that you've demonstrated over a long period of time creating content, they say, well, hey, let's partner, let's make some money together, let's help some people together, and those opportunities never 
would have been possible if it weren't for creating content. So yeah, it's changed my life. And as someone who's lost their job, I'll tell you, I go through the thought exercise. If you lose your W2 income tomorrow, what happens? Yeah. What happens? I mean, yeah. how, how do you pay for rent? How do you pay for food? And if you don't diversify your income, you're kind of in a tough spot. And the easiest way to do that, it's not easy, but it's creating content because there is no cost of goods. You just start doing it with the existing tools that are free that you have access to today. Love it. And that's a wrap. Boom.